You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. On this episode, I am talking to the creators of the podcast Forever 35, Kate and Dory. It's so important to have people that you look up to in your field. So when I was in LA for the iHeart Podcast Awards, Kate and Dory took home the award for Best Beauty Podcast. That was a category I was also nominated in, but game recognizes game and they are at the absolute top of their game. They have several Facebook groups. They have a really strong Instagram community. They have merch. They have podcasts under them. It would be like if I had Naked Beauty Productions and I was like rolling out new podcasts with different hosts under the Naked Beauty umbrella. They've even launched a new podcast that comes out every single day during coronavirus. They're just absolutely killing it. And I love their show. So I was excited to do a crossover episode with them. If you want to hear me on Forever 35, check out their episode from Thursday. I'm also on the Color Files podcast. That's a podcast from Essence Magazine hosted by the fabulous Julie Wilson. She has been on Naked Beauty before. If you've missed her episode, definitely go back and listen to it. She is a fan favorite of Naked Beauty listeners, but it was great to be on her show. I'm so used to being the one asking the questions and probing. So it's weird for me sometimes to be the one answering the questions, but I really enjoyed it. We talked about our hair care faves, our makeup faves, our skincare faves. I know you guys are always asking me what other products I recommend. I try to use Naked Beauty as an opportunity for other people to share what they love with me, but I get to basically spill it all to Julie. So check that out if you have a chance. The title of the episode of The Color Files is something about how I want to look like a glazed donut at all times. You guys know that is my forever lifetime aesthetic, just glazed and dewy and chocolatey. That is what I'm always going for. And I share some of the products that I think give you that perfect dewy look. Other than that, I hope all is well with you guys and that you're staying strong in quarantine this weekend was exciting. I got written up in Vogue for seven podcasts to enjoy while social distancing. And honestly, it's Vogue. It's like a really big deal. I have started to track my name with Google Alerts, um, but I missed this one. My husband woke me up and he was like, you're in Vogue. And I was like, oh my God, what? This is incredible. I'm like, how do these things keep happening? I feel so grateful and humbled by being recognized by these incredible publications so that was a great day. I think that was Saturday or Sunday that I found out that news. But some days are really better than others. Some days I wake up and I feel very blah, just 
bored. And even though I have extra time to do things, when you're feeling blah, you just feel uninspired. But I'm taking this time and remembering to be kind to myself and not judge myself for spending several hours watching Tiger King because I really enjoyed Tiger King. And that was time that was worth spending because I was enjoying myself. And time that you spend doing something you enjoy is not wasted time, no matter how unproductive it feels. I also think that this is such a strange time for people and it's not necessarily going to end anytime soon. So taking things day by day, I find helps me a lot, not thinking too far ahead into the future, but just saying, okay, what are the big things I have to do today? What will make me feel good today? And taking it day by day has helped a lot. I hope this podcast is keeping some of you guys company too. And thank you to everyone who has reached out and DM'd me to say that they enjoy the show, to say that they find my voice soothing, that say that they feel like they're just listening to friends talk about beauty. That's the goal. That's the vibe. That's the good energy I want. So thank you all for listening and sharing those insights with me. You guys know I'm just an independent podcaster in these streets, making it happen all alone. So when I'm in vogue, we are in vogue. Honestly, I mean that. I'm not doing any of this without you all, and I am forever grateful for your support. Okay, now enjoy my chat with Kate and Dory. It's a really great one. Thank you guys so much for listening. New episodes every Monday. Subscribe to Naked Beauty if you're not subscribed. And on Instagram, we're at Naked Beauty Planet. I'm at Brooke DeVard on all platforms. And I'll speak with you guys soon. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Dory and Kate, could you guys introduce yourselves? I'm Dory Shafrir. I'm one of the hosts of Forever 35 and the new daily podcast here for you, which Kate and I also host together. And I'm the author of the novel Startup, which came out in 2017. And I'm Kate Spencer, Dory's co-host on Forever 35 and here for you. And I am also a writer. I have a memoir out called The Dead Moms Club, which is about pretty self-explanatory topic. And I have a book that I have been working on for a while that hopefully will one day see the light of day. Fingers crossed. Amazing. And we all met in Los Angeles. Um, You guys are both living in LA, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Well, I I flew over from New York, but we met in LA for the iHeart Podcast Awards where you guys won Best Beauty Podcast. I was very excited for you guys. Thank you. That was 
surreal. It was, we did, we truly did not expect it. So it was shocking and exciting. And it was mostly just so cool to meet all these other podcasters who we listen to and admire, like to actually get to meet face to face was I think the highlight of that whole experience, including meeting you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I thought it was such a cool experience. And when you think about how many podcasts are out there to even be recognized as like, what were there? Were there like five beauty podcasts that were nominated? It was best beauty or fashion podcast, even to be in such a small group out of all of the podcasts out there. It's like such a huge honor. I think that was the first year that they even had that category. Yeah, true. And Brooke, I will say that you really made me want to up my fashion game for that awards show <laughs> because I was like, I don't know, who knows what I'm going to wear. And then on your Instagram, you were trying on some dope outfits. And I was like, oh, we got to like, we got to show up for this thing. So you really inspired me. Thank you. You guys looked great. You looked wonderful. But yeah, I figured like, how often am I going to be nominated for something with the red carpet experience? So I'm just going to like do the most and like really live in this moment because why not? It was really fun. It was nice to celebrate podcasts too, as kind of dorky as that sounds. It's an interesting industry to be in. And it was really cool to see all these people together. You guys talk about beauty and you talk about self-care and you talk about all of the products that you love, but it's coming from... I think a lot of people are used to hearing from beauty editors or specific like beauty influencers who have been paid by brands to talk about products. And I think that we're kind of inundated with that. And I'm wondering what you guys think the appeal is of hearing just from you guys or anything but regular, but you know what I mean, regular women about beauty products. When we started our show, we created the intro that we say up top, which is that we're not experts. And I think we still embody that, even though we've both definitely learned a lot, especially in like the skincare space and the makeup space, but we're not like, I I didn't wash my face at night until like three years ago. You know, I really was like, I had no idea about any sort of products or what was in them or the importance of cruelty-free and and learning about that. And, And so I think there is a lot of learning that happens simultaneously alongside our listeners. But I think we've reached a space that maybe we kind of came to in a lot of ways, maybe 10 years ago, where bloggers and people on Instagram kind of became people we followed along. But then when they transitioned into the the role of influencer, the authenticity kind of got lost, I think, in a lot of ways for many, not for all. There's still some influencers that I am very into. But I I think there's just something like you just want to know from your like what your friends are doing. That feels more attainable than like, what is the influencer I follow in Chicago with 4 million followers doing? Like that life doesn't feel attainable to me. Yeah. And I was, I was just also going to say that beauty editors can seem very intimidating. Um, they have not a lot of knowledge. They have access, like you said, Brooke, to a lot of products, a lot of expensive products. And I think for a lot of women... You know, they might be curious about what a beauty beauty editor has to say, but in terms of how that relates to their own lives, there's kind of a disconnect there. So I think we were able to sort of fill that void in a way. Absolutely. And for each of you guys, I know you have backgrounds kind of in media and writing specifically, but what were your personal paths into self-care and beauty specifically? I actually remember the exact moment that I feel like I quote unquote got into skincare. Um, it was about 
I think it was about 10 years ago. I have a dear friend who has worked at Town and Country Magazine for years and has the most beautiful skin like you've ever seen. It's like porcelain. I was like, you know, I really want to get Danielle's skin. <laughs> um, and so I texted her and I was just like, what do you do? I don't even remember what I was using at the time. It was probably like a Neutrogena moisturizer in the morning. And, you know, I, it just, I wasn't really being mindful or deliberate about any of it. And she introduced me to a line called Som Institute that I used for a while and it really did make my skin look great. And she also introduced me to Biologie Recherche, which Brooke, I know you have kind of mixed feelings on. <laughs> um, but for me, it was P50 was really great. I don't actually use it anymore, but it was amazing. And it felt like she had introduced me to this like secret world. And that was kind of exciting. Yes. How long ago was this? I think this was about, this must've been about 10 years ago because I was still living in New York. Yeah. I think it was about 10 years ago. I miss those early days of like diving into skincare obsession. Like I can remember them so vividly, but like, yes, it's like a new romance. It's like you get so swept up and it's so exciting and like, there's so much to learn. Yeah. Totally. I love that. And then I remember other friends being like, your skin looks amazing. Like it was working. And that was also really cool. <laughs> like I was like, oh, if you pay attention to this stuff, like it actually does. Something. It makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's so true. I know so many people are like reluctant to start like a whole skincare routine or they think that they can just do the bare minimum. But I think it is one of those things that's really satisfying because the more you put in and the more love you show your skin, the better your skin is. Yes, I agree. I think on that note too, like one thing I noticed as I started to have a regular skincare practice was that what I was actually enjoying out of it was like the calming effect and not necessarily like my skin, you know, like I kind of, in the end, what felt good was like taking five minutes where I wasn't like glued to my phone or thinking about somebody else or panicking about something and just having this kind of actual tactile experience of like, putting a lotion in my hand and rubbing it on my face and like smack, you know, gently patting something in. There was, there was a sensory experience that was bigger than just like, I washed my face and now my skin looks nice. And that, that was when it kind of clicked for me. And that, that kind of came through the podcast, I think was like, oh, this is a valuable use of my time. Cause there's so, there's so many conversations about like, is skincare frivolous and we're spending money and we're part of the beauty industrial complex and on and on and on. And I think those are valid points, but I also think there is a place for taking care of ourselves in whatever way that means. And there's such value to that. Absolutely. And I think it's, there's almost like an unfair judgment placed on skincare seeming trivial because I don't think anyone thinks working out is trivial, right? I don't think people would say it was trivial if you started your morning with like 10 jumping jacks and push-ups and running five miles, they would say, that's good. You're like taking care of your body and your health. And our skin is our largest organ. And I don't think taking care of our skin, especially if you're nourishing it with natural products, should be seen as frivolous at all. No, definitely not. And I think these conversations are also often so gendered and women get criticized for spending money on things that men would not get criticized for kind of the parallel thing in their world. I always say on our show, like I try to reframe the narrative. I've, I have tried to like reframe the narrative about spending money on skincare in that way. 
Yes. Well, talk to me about what your relationships are with consumerism. Do you feel like you have a good relationship with how much money? Because I know you guys, like me, love things. <laughs> like I hear sometimes yeah. when you guys are like, oh, we got these new facial sprays. Can't wait to try them all. Uh, and I get it. Like I love, I love the new product. But how do you kind of like monitor your relationship with the need to constantly have like new and more? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I have done a little bit of work looking at how I use shopping and consuming as a means of self-soothing because I think there has been a lot of that for me of like I'm stressed, I'm worried, oh, I'll just browse Zara and try and like and that was something I did for a while. So last year I actually tried a challenge of not um I set certain guidelines for myself and I joined a friend's Facebook group where we each donated five bucks to the pot and tried not to buy anything and see who could go the longest. And there were parameters that I set for myself, but it was really eye-opening to kind of put a stop to my shopping without thinking and my kind of consumption without thinking and and be more mindful of it. And and that's also kind of correlated with, especially with clothing, really making an effort to buy things secondhand. Yes. I love that. There's such a connection between consumption and consumerism and our environment, the environmental impact and just to starting to do that with myself and with my kids' clothes um, has been a really good practice. But I do find like I've always felt the urge to buy something new rather than like use use what I already have. And so I've really made a concerted effort to make sure, you know, I'm going through especially because we're now in this really wonderful privileged position where we have been sent products. So I'm trying to use those things before I start like clicking around to get the next face mist. Face mists are my weakness. <laughs> Your next hit of, of face mist. Oh, yeah. I love, I, I, lo- I, love I love a mist too. I love a mist too. I'm happy you brought up like the second hand clothing thing because for years, the real real is my favorite place to shop and they have wonderful designer consignment. And I also do Rent the Runway, the unlimited subscription, which is great too, because it's like you feel like you have new clothes all the time. I do newly and I which is a clothing rental subscription. I've done rent the runway. I love real real though, I do get a little addicted to. Like I could sit and scroll yeah. real real for hours. I know. And it gets competitive too, because like Ugh. they're like, oh, someone has it in their cart. Yeah. But I do have a follow-up question for you, Kate. And I Dory, I'm curious for your thoughts on this too. Obviously, coronavirus has changed everything in terms of like one, like it's like, where am I even going now that I even need an outfit for? Like I'm probably going to put my rent the runway subscription on hold. I think the need to like buy things is so much driven by having a place to go. And now that we're all kind of self quarantined and staying at home, do you think more people are going to invest in skincare? Do you think like, how do you think that's going to change like your approach to spending on beauty, but then also just in general, how it's going to change what women spend? That's a really interesting question that I feel like is difficult to predict. But I will say that as someone who mostly works from home in a co-working space and often like only sees Kate, um, not that I don't like looking good for you, Kate, but there definitely is less, I feel less pressure to dress and look the same way that I did when I lived in New York, where I just feel like you're on display so much. And I also worked in an office there. So I feel like I had already kind of been moving towards spending less, especially on clothing. But yeah, I mean, I 
I do assume that people will kind of shift their spending, at least in the short term to skincare and just like self-care more broadly. Like maybe people, instead of buying a new sweater, they'll buy a pair of slippers. I just think people want to be cozy right now and feel warm and safe. And so whatever they can buy that will make them feel that way, I think is going to do well. I don't think that like dresses that someone would wear to a nightclub are going right. to sell very well in the next couple of months. <laughs> Probably not. Well, and especially because the people's financial situations are changing so rapidly with work being, you know, I, I mean, I think it completely changes your perspective when the economic market changes. So I do think it it has been a good ex- experience for me to remember to be mindful and recognize that what I, I already have what I need in many ways. I'm very feel very fortunate to be able to reflect in that way. But you know, it seems like I'm good. I've got all, enough clothes. I would like some more sweatpants. But today I actually put on a dress. I like took a shower and then I put makeup on and I put a dress on and I walked out and my children who are, you know, also self quarantine at home. My one seven year old was like, why are you in a pretty dress? Like she was horrified. <laughs> I like 30 minutes before I had been in like dirty leggings and Crocs, but it just felt, it felt nice to get dressed up. It just felt good. I feel good. And, and I probably won't do this more than once a week, but there was something about just being in clothing for myself that made me feel ready to do some work. And it felt really nice. Yeah, I think that's important. I think if you, even if you're working from home, I think if you spend the whole day in sweatpants, like it somehow affects your productivity, or at least I feel that for me. It feels like I'm still kind of snuggly and ready for bed oftentimes when I'm like, if I'm not in a bra, I don't feel um, <laughs> the bra's like, the key. For me, it is. I mean, I have large breasts. So, like, if I'm not in a bra, that's like when I'm relaxing. So, to put a bra on means like I'm ready to go. I'm here for business. Right. <laughs> Work time. I'd love to hear from both of you guys what your top three favorite beauty products or beauty trends are at the moment. I could talk all day about face mists. They are my favorite part of my day, hands down. What do you wait? What do you look for in a good face mist? I want them to be hydrating, but I, I look for less ingredients rather than more ingredients because what I actually find them for is like the smell. There's a, a Caudalie beauty elixir that I like to use on planes because it's very refreshing. And then my favorite mist is by a, a very small company called iSun. Their Ormus Mist, and it just has this the most lovely scent that I I want to smell all the time. So I love giving myself a spray of that in the morning and at night. It's just so refreshing. Ooh, is it like essential oil? What's in it that makes it smell so good? I believe um, it has jasmine. I think jasmine oil for me is like also everything. Like I I, oh, I love yeah jasmine. I want that in every single thing. So that is one product I really, really love. Another product I love is, um, I think it's Boots Number no. 7 um, Tubing Mascara. Got it at Target. I like a tubing mascara. It's really easy to get off and on. And so I tend to be drawn to that rather than your regular mascara where kind of, you know, the removal is an, a challenging process. Eye makeup removal is such a pain for so many people. And that this is, again, me just being like, use natural things in your kitchen. If you just put olive oil 
or grapeseed oil on a cotton pad, it takes off even the like most difficult waterproof eye makeup. I, I used to use like way back in the day, I used to use those like Clinique eye makeup remover pads, those like really greasy ones. But you're like, you're buying this big plastic package and like that's really wasteful and bad for the environment and it's expensive. Like just use a natural oil at home and a cotton pad and it will take off everything. RMS makes beautiful eyeshadow palettes that I really love. Like you can dress them up, you can wear them out, but also just for like an everyday little pop. They're very easy to put on. It's kind of like a cream base. I just apply it with my finger. And I'm not, I don't wear a ton of makeup, but for just like a little bit of something, I really, really like their products. Yes, I love RMS. One of the first, like one of the early clean beauty brands to really like make products that I remember hearing about like five years ago. I think for me, the most interesting thing is really trying more inclusivity in, in skincare and makeup and more play. Like it does, you know, when, when I was a kid growing up in the eighties, it was just like hot white models with like severe, you know, blue eyeshadow on. And I feel like now there's so much more room for people of all identities to express themselves and explore themselves through makeup and skincare. And I think that we have a long, much longer way to go, but that to me is what is really interesting about it right now. Sure. I think it's interesting because I think now we have, I think hot has stayed consistent, right? We've got hot Asian models, hot black models. Um, Definitely hotness. Yeah. (laughs) Hotness has stayed consistent. But I, but I do wonder if brands, I think I've certainly seen on social people without perfect skin creating communities around like, Hey, I have acne and it's not something I'm trying to cure to fix my life. Like this is my skin and it, and it's not perfect and that's fine. And that should be celebrated too. And I wonder if skincare brands will ever have campaigns featuring women with imperfect skin. I hope so. I mean, we still obviously have so much further to go in this area. I don't want to sound like I'm thinking everything is perfect, but yes, I mean, I think there is so much room for these things to be for everybody. And I think we're already seeing that in terms of the communities that have formed themselves organically. And it's honestly more up to the brands to catch up with the consumer in that way, I think. Absolutely. Dory, what about you? Do you know your your top three beauty products or trends that you love right now? I do. Kate has heard me talk about this serum for two and a half years. I knew this was coming. <laughs> I have to mention it. It is a CoQ10 serum by a brand called Timeless. I love this serum. I think it's amazing. It's made with CoQ10, which is an antioxidant that kind of encourages your skin cells to rebuild collagen and elastin. And I first learned about the existence of CoQ10 when I was doing IVF because they have you take CoQ10 pills to like, I don't know, they say that it helps your egg quality. And so one day on Amazon, I was trying to find some CoQ10 pills and I typed in CoQ10 and a serum came up and I was like, oh, what's this? (laughs) Um, And so I figured if, you know, I was taking it orally to help my egg quality. It would probably be great on my skin. Um, And it has been, it also has hyaluronic acid in it. Yeah. I see it on the website here. It's also only $25.95. Exactly. The price price point. The price point is amazing. And it has over a thousand five-star reviews. So there is a whole fan club for this serum. It is so good. I don't know why people don't talk about this line more. 
it seems a little under the radar, but like they make really high quality products at a really excellent price point. So I'm a big fan. I use it in the morning and I use it at night and I just, I really love it. So that is my number one. I also use, I really love the Biosance Squalene and Omega Repair Cream. I use it at night. It's super high fabulous product. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so good. It's like super hydrating without being greasy, which is tough. And I love this cream. Um, my skin responds really well to it. You know, LA can be kind of dry, which is so funny because when I lived on the East coast, you know, my whole life until moving to LA, I felt like my skin was always kind of oily and sweaty um, because it's so humid. And in LA, there was really not as much humidity. And so I had to kind of like rework my whole skincare routine because my skin was drier. And this cream is just wonderful. And then my third item is the Biore UV Aqua Rich Watery Essence Sunscreen, which is a Japanese sunscreen. It is a chemical sunscreen. I do not only use mineral sunscreens. I, you know, I also, I'm very pale and the white cast of mineral sunscreens was too much even for me. I found it. Oh my God. Yeah. So you can imagine for me, I like, yes, can't even, like it's like unthinkable. Yeah. It's like you're in white face. I mean, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's really, I don't understand. Um, I mean, I get that they're better for your skin and for the environment, but this sunscreen is so amazing. It's Japanese, um, but you can get it on Amazon and a couple other websites um, that carry Japanese and Korean skincare products sell it as well. It's super light. It's also SPF over its 50 plus. And because it is manufactured in Japan, it has to adhere to Japanese sunscreen standards, which are higher than American sunscreen standards. So I had always felt like no matter how much sunscreen I put on my chest, it was always getting red. Because I guess it's just like a reflector. Um, and I was just like, okay, I guess this is just my lot in life. I will have a red chest. <laughs> um, and then I started using the sunscreen and I really noticed a difference in the redness. It's just not getting as red. So I use it on my face, on my chest. I put it on my, the backs of my hands. And where do you buy it? I have bought it on Amazon. And then I've also bought it on a website called OO. 35 mm. Oh yeah. That's like a big K beauty supplier. Yes. They have also, they care. They have carried it. I want to, I want to see if they still carry it, but I have also gotten it on that site, which I feel like a little better about kind of quality wise getting it there versus getting it on Amazon ordering from Amazon it's it's really tough. I actually this timeless brand the one that you mentioned that makes the CoQ10 serum. I ordered their squalane like their pure squalane to add to my facial oils. I ordered it on Amazon first and Amazon you know how like Amazon will have something for like a few months and then it's like never to be found again. So I wanted to order it again and that's how I like discovered the site. But yeah, I'm always like Ordering stuff on Amazon, it's really hard. I feel like you have to read the reviews because reviews will tell you, they'll be like, I ordered this and it's like literally bootleg. Um, don't yeah, totally. Like, people will totally. call them out. Yeah. Yes. So I just checked the OO35MM site still does carry the sunscreen so you can order it 
from there. Okay. Amazing. Okay. So now we heard what you guys love um, from a beauty perspective. I'd love to hear from you guys a big beauty mistake you guys have made in your life, but how you've learned from it. I have a recent one. Ooh. Okay. We love a recent beauty mistake. (laughs) I mean, well, I mean, in terms of skincare, I have kind of over exfoliated a lot in my life. I very have eagerly tried to like essentially like burning my, my face. And I have really pulled back lately per the instruction of my, of our, my amazing facialist, uh, who also is Dory's amazing facialist, Courtney Chisano, who was like enough oil cleanse, put on a cream lotion and that's it. And I was really stripping my skin. I had these like huge red blotchy dry patches under my, like on my cheekbones Wait, but what I were was, you doing, Kate? Because I feel like a lot of people, like, were you doing acids? Like, tell us the extent of your exfoliation. Again, get, it's getting back to that consumerism issue. I get excited about products and I also get excited about trying new products and people have been sending us stuff. So I was like, oh, one day I'll use this. And then the next day I'll try this vitamin C serum and then I'll try an oil tonight, but tomorrow I'm going to eat. Yeah, I just kind of was putting a lot of stuff on my face without really thinking about what it was doing. And, you know, it's funny because I really, I thought my skin looked really good, (laughs) but it was also like really dry and flaky. And I kind of, I think I kind of hurt the barrier, like the skin barrier and kind of stripped it. So I think we can get very excited by layering products on our faces. And there's always this promise of what it's going to do and what's going to happen when ultimately I do think less is more. But like the biggest beauty mistake I ever did was when I was in high school, I tried to highlight my dark brown hair and and I tried to do it myself out of a box. And I just essentially painted blonde circles on my hair (laughs) and it looked so bonkers. Like it was just out of control that my mom actually paid for me to go get it fixed at a salon because it was so, I mean, it was, I just destroyed, I just destroyed my hair. Yeah. I really admire people that can do their hair color at home. That is like one of the the things that I feel like strongly, I feel like I need to go to a professional to do. And I, I'm very like, I think I can do everything myself, but hair color is one of the ones that I'm like, you know what, let me just go to someone. Well, it's very hard to hide it if it goes wrong, right? Because yes. it's there on your head. So if you do what I did, for example, and not get the appropriate color, you just can, you can really take a detour. What about you, Dory? I have to say, I wish I had never started popping my zits, which is something that I started doing as a teenager. My mom kind of encouraged me to do it. And it just like created this now lifelong habit that I really wish I could not, I could stop doing. Yeah. Is it like an obsession? Like you feel like you have to do it? Yes. So funny because when I was pregnant, my skin was amazing and I didn't have any pimples. It was really nice to not feel compelled to pop anything on my face. (laughs) And now they've kind of come back. I don't have like a ton, but I have enough that I can be like, oh, I should, I should just, you know, see what's going on there. Um, And I really wish I didn't feel compelled to pick at them. So if I could go back in time, I would tell myself stop that. How do how do you stop yourself when you feel the urge? I don't. You just do it. Yeah, I just do it. And does it leave a mark? Sometimes, sometimes it does. I mean, 
I'm pretty good at this point of not leaving a scar. Um, You've perfected the extension. Yeah, but there's definitely, like, I feel like I have a couple of marks on my face that I know are from just being way too aggressive. That's what stops me from doing it. I I look at it and I say, okay, it's it's um, a breakout, it's a blemish, but it will go away unless you touch it and then it creates a scar and you'll have hyperpigmentation there. So I just like talk myself through the whole cycle of it and realize it's touching it is going to make it way last way longer. Yeah, I know that on like a rational level. <laughs> right, right, right. I think um, that's different from what we do, yeah. Yes, although, you know, the one thing that has kind of helped is using pimple patches. I don't think they actually really like reduce the actual pimple, but they at least make it so that I think twice about picking my face. So I will sometimes put those on if like it's gotten really bad or if I have like a deep one that I can't get to. Sorry to get like super graphic. Um, No, that's really helpful to hear. It reminds me of when I was younger to stop biting my nails. My parents would have me use this nail polish that like tasted like awful. It was like a really bitter tasting nail polish. uh So like it's like almost like a pimple patch is like you're like it's like your guard against doing it. Yeah. Yes, totally. That makes sense. One of the things that I feel like as, you know, people in beauty skincare, like we have brands that are pitching us all the time, people are sending us stuff. And it's been well over a year now, CBD in skincare has been everywhere. And it's just one of the things that I have not yet formed an opinion on. And I want to know as two women in a similar space as me, if you have formed an opinion on CBD in skincare, because I just don't even know what to think. I have not really dabbled in it. Um, So Kate, I'm going to cede this to you. It's something that I'm very eager to be excited about, especially because, you know, there are a lot of claims coming out about it that make it sound, you know, like an anti-inflammatory magical tool. My kind of opinion, having tried some CBD products is that if it works for you, great. But I'm leaning toward it being just like a new exciting gimmick that we're all like, ooh, you know, and, and ultimately it may, you know, may not turn out to do anything. But some people really, you know, swear by CBD skincare products. And if that's your thing, awesome. I will say I did put on a lip gloss today by St. Jane that has it's they make CBD products and I really like the color of the lip gloss. Now, I don't know what the CBD <laughs> yes. is doing in the lip gloss. Wait, they sent me that lip gloss as well. And I liked the lip gloss. And I was like, okay, there's CBD in it, but I don't really know why. Yeah. And we get, just like you, we get a lot of um, pitches about CBD products and CBD product founders. And I just have yet to be convinced of anything yet. Okay. It sounds like we're like in a similar headspace. Like the jury's still out. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting from a marketing perspective when you can see these like huge trends in skincare. Like it's like someone flips a switch and all of a sudden everyone's talking about a certain acid or a certain nut oil or a certain it's like pretty incredible to see. I'm sure beauty editors have known this for forever, but for me as someone that's just coming in from the outside and now I'm starting to see more of the press releases and the pitches, it's like it's like sometimes it's like the whole industry gets behind like one thing and then suddenly it's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I feel that way about blue tansy oil too, where like everybody talks about blue tansy oil and I've tried products with it and I've not had any sort of magical experience. But I'm also like, well, it's, you know, skin is so individual that if it doesn't work for me, it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. 
Yes, abs- that's the other thing. That's why always even people are like, it's so sacrilegious that you don't love Biologique Recherche's P50. I've seen P50 work so well for people. One of my colleagues uses it and his skin is like gorgeous. And P50 is the thing that he does for me at the price point and the way it smelled. And it just was not for me. But again, it's as you said, it's so personal. Yeah, I totally agree. Final question for you guys. I ask all of my guests this. um, When do you feel most beautiful? I love when my kids tell me I look beautiful because I feel like their perception of me is not jaded by... They're not hip to beauty standards or anything yet. And I, I always appreciate when they comment on my beauty or when they think I look beautiful because also it's, it happens at the most random times when I'm not personally feeling beautiful. But then I, that as I'm saying that, I realize that's, that's somebody else making me feel beautiful. So I will say I do feel my most beautiful when I've gotten a good night's sleep. It definitely makes a huge difference. When I haven't slept, I feel like I'm so cranky and like just not feeling my best. Yeah, it emo- it affects me emotionally. And then that is, you know, then that kind of affects my, my feeling of like radiating beauty. Yes, absolutely. I wish I could be one of those people who's like, I feel beautiful from the inside. <laughs> um, and, you know, it doesn't matter if I wear makeup, but I actually love putting on makeup. And I do feel like I look more beautiful and feel more beautiful when I'm wearing it. And I used to wear makeup every day when I went into the office, but now I don't go into an office. But so putting on like a full face of makeup is kind of a rare thing for me these days. And I do feel the most beautiful when I've like showered, blown out my hair and put on a full face of makeup. Like I just, I'm like, Oh, I look cute. You know, like I just feel, I just feel good. It feels like I'm taking care of myself in a way that I kind of sometimes let slide these days, especially now. But yeah, there is something about kind of showing up for yourself in that way that makes me feel beautiful. Absolutely. I love putting on a full face of makeup too. And I think there is no shame. It's what's nice is when you do it, not because you feel you have to, to like go into the office, but just because you want to, that's like how you want to show up. Yes. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Well, thank you guys so much for being on. Please tell my listeners where they can hear more from you guys. Um, well, our podcast Forever 35 comes out twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays, we have a mini episode where we hear from listeners and on Thursdays, we hear from guests. We have we do an interview with um, a special guest, including you, Brooke, um, on an upcoming Thank episode. you for having me on. Yes. Um, and then we have a new podcast called Here For You that we're going to be doing as long as this kind of global pandemic is going on that we're doing every day. And it's a 20-minute show that we're doing every weekday. Um, where we're just kind of kind of check in with each other and offer some, hopefully some hope for people who are struggling with whatever they are struggling with these days. Um, and so you can find those wherever you get your podcasts. We're also at forever35podcast.com. We are on Instagram um, at forever35podcast. And our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash forever35podcast. So join us over there. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And I can't wait to tune into your daily podcast. I think it is so impressive and incredible that you guys are showing up for your community in that way. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 